Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Michael Cutler Hour. I am your host, Michael Cutler. It is Friday evening. It is May the 7th, 2021. I thank you for joining me. Uh, Just two days after the 60th anniversary of Alan Shepard making that first space flight in that Mercury capsule, Freedom 7. Um, By the way, as a kid, I got a letter from Alan Shepard and Gus Grissom Um, trying to be upbeat as I begin my program, thinking about the great achievements of America and Americans, Um, and it's great to join you. But I have to tell you, um, the current crisis on the border, the policies of the Biden administration, um, give me personally cause for pause. Um, And we've got to understand the language of this debate, and I think that's really critical. All of us really have an obligation to engage our neighbors in frank, honest, fact-based, but rational, calm discussion, not arguments, not fights. Uh, Clearly, the social media, Facebook and the others, are doing everything they can to censor us. Uh, The mainstream media has been censoring us for years, and it's not just left-right issues. It's the immigration issue. And, you know, if you look back at the Democrats, they were the ones who used to have that firewall against illegal immigration. It was um, no less than uh, Sheila Jackson Lee who took President George W. Bush to task back in around 2005, um, and I was at the hearing. Um, The issue was that the Congress had appropriated enough money for George Bush to hire 800 new ICE agents, 2,000 Border Patrol agents, and he cut the numbers. 800 ICE agents became 143. 2,000 Border Patrol agents became 210. 8,000 detention beds were whittled down to something like 1,900 and change, if I remember the numbers correctly. And Jackson Lee said, you can't do this. We need the agents to protect America, and she referenced the 9-11 Commission and how terrorists were using fake documents. Um, If you look at uh, Bernie Sanders in 2006, he said that anybody who hired illegal aliens should be punished, should be prosecuted, because hiring illegal aliens displaced Americans, destroyed wages, and was harmful to the American middle class. So look at what the media did. They took sides, and they said, well, If you want the immigration laws enforced, um, you're not pro-enforcement, you're anti-immigrant. Think about that. That started with Jimmy Carter and his misuse of language that we're seeing with Biden. We saw it with Obama. But where are the the Republicans, rather? They make speeches, but remember when both the Senate and the House were controlled by the Republicans during the Trump administration, guess what? There was no money for the border wall. Both parties have sold out to the globalists, to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the non-government organizations that deal with the refugees. Everyone's feeding at the trough. I I wrote some articles, and I talked about it last week, how even Walmart is transferring money from people who are sending money to the kidnappers on the Mexican border to get their families released. Everybody is literally and figuratively making out like a bandit. We're flooding America with more workers and jobs that we're creating. We have no idea who's coming in. We know that terrorists are making use of failures in the immigration system to enter the United States. Uh, Men in the parlance of the 9-11 Commission embed themselves. 
all of this going on at a time when we're trying to get Americans back to work. It was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, to go back in history, who insisted on enforcing immigration laws to get Americans working and, and the Great Depression. So these aren't left-right issues. Everyone seems to think, oh, the Republicans want secure borders. No, it was Reagan who gave us the amnesty. It was Reagan who gave us the visa waiver program. It was Reagan who started the ball rolling for the diversity visa program that conservatives seem to dislike. But it was George Herbert Walker Bush who signed it into law. Both parties. Both parties. And now... Um, when there were polls conducted, it's clear that the Americans are not happy with what's happening on the Mexican border. But let's remember what happens on the Mexican border doesn't stay on the Mexican border. Once aliens gain access to the United States, they head for the rest of the country. It's crazy. The Border Patrol used to surveil tra train terminals and bus terminals and airports. Here in New York, as a member of the anti-smuggling unit, I used to go to the airport, both LaGuardia and Kennedy airports, because... Very times, the so-called red-eye flight, the flights that flew during the night, um, had passengers on board who would just smuggle the from the border. Uh, absolutely incredible. And now you've got the Border Patrol driving illegal aliens to the bus terminal so they could head for the rest of the country. And ICE agents have been told, don't you dare arrest anybody unless you have a warrant and they have serious criminal convictions. The government has become part of the human trafficking operation. So it's kind of curious that on April 27th, just a couple days ago, the Department of Homeland Security issued a press release. DHS announces operation to target criminally smuggling operations. Wow. What are they doing to discourage illegal aliens from coming to the United States? And you know what the answer is? Nothing. Nothing. The policies of the Biden administration have incentivized massive numbers of aliens to head for the United States without visas, without passports, content, secure in the knowledge that if they can get to the border and if they can get in, they're essentially home free. This is madness. This is a time of COVID, a time when we're concerned about people traveling around the world and spreading the disease. And both parties have talked about it. And we've talked about China and how when President Trump said we're not going to let people in from China, China was accused of being a xenophobe and how it was the Chinese New Year. And the Democrats told people, if you don't go to Chinatown, you're a xenophobe, you're, you're a racist, you're a hater. And now, of course, they complain that Trump didn't act fast enough to stop people from, you know, Europe and Asia and so forth. I mean, the madness. The madness. Follow the science, but the science keeps changing. Wear masks, don't wear masks. Get inoculated. If you get inoculated, we'll flatten the curve. We flatten the curve. That's not good enough. This is kind of like playing baseball, but every time you step up to the bat, they move the bases and change. <clears throat> Pardon me, and change the rules. Forgive my laryngitis today. So understand the problem. The politician not surprisingly, politicizes immigration, but look at the impact that it's having. <clears throat> we have millions of people in the country, no way of knowing who they are, why they're here, taking jobs, possibly carrying disease. What in the world are we supposed to do with that? I have an article that's going to be coming out on Tuesday at the American Conservative. <clears throat> I think I'm going to be cutting my program short today. This laryngitis is... Uh, more than I can deal with. But I, I just want you to know that there will be an article out. <clears throat> Pardon me. Let me just grab a sip here. There will be an article coming out on uh, the American conservative scheduled on Tuesday looking at what Biden is saying about jobs and about what his actions would really do to jobs and to America. And I'm not being anti-immigrant. We admit more than a million lawful immigrants in a typical year. I don't know what the numbers were this year because of COVID. But please understand, this is not about being opposed to immigration. It's about being opposed to unlimited immigration. It's kind of like throwing a party and inviting more people than you have seats at the table for. <clears throat> 
throwing a party and having a limited budget, throwing a party and inviting more people to, to the hall where you that you've rented out uh, that they have capacity. America is always has always been a generous country from many perspectives, immigration being only one. And this isn't about singling out any race or any religion. It's about saying, you know, we ought to be putting Americans first. Why is it that compassion never applies to Americans? Why is it that when politicians are questioned by the so-called journalists, the journalists never ask the politician, how is what you're proposing good news for Americans? Don't tell me it's good news for companies. Don't tell me it's good news for the immigrants. First and foremost, our government should be protecting Americans. Our armed forces are designed, they're there to protect America and Americans. And when we've seen our military used around the world as a police force, it doesn't end well. We're supposed to look out for our neighbor, our American neighbors. That's not to say I'm xenophobic. Or, or, or any of that other nonsense. But my goodness, when you look at homelessness, when you look at violence, when you look at drugs pouring into the country, you have to ask yourself, what are we doing? Sanctuary states are giving driver's licenses to illegal aliens who can't prove who they are. That makes no sense for the simple reason that we worry about who's driving cars. Car bombs and truck bombs are the reason that you see all these barriers erected all over the United States to protect against the possibility of car bombs, truck bombs, and so forth. Around the world, we've seen motor vehicles used as weapons. The 93 bombing at the World Trade Center involved two illegal aliens. One rented the truck, the other drove the truck that had the bomb and parked it in the garage of the World Trade Center. A month earlier, a Pakistani by the name of Kansi, who had applied for asylum, bought in to a courier van service, and that van had a permit that allowed him to park in the parking lot of the CIA. So January 93, he pulled into the CIA parking lot in Virginia and jumped out with an AK-47 and opened fire, killing two CIA officers and wounding three others. My position isn't let's not you know, honor immigrants. In fact, you're not honoring immigrants or immigrant tradition by blurring the distinction between lawful immigrants and illegal aliens. That's crazy. And you're not anti-motorist if you want drunk drivers off the road. You're not anti-motorist if you want people with no licenses off the road. You're not anti-motorist if you want reckless drivers off the road. We want the experience on the highway to be safe and sane. Same thing as our immigration system. Bring in foreign workers when no Americans are available. Bring in truly extraordinary aliens who can contribute to America. When you bring in a workforce of hundreds of thousands of foreign workers, you're not talking about exceptionally talented people. You're talking about people willing to work for exceptionally low wages under exceptionally adverse conditions. Uh, Where I come from, that's called exploitation, not compassion. So when Biden comes out and says, we're going to create this task force, and they're calling it Operation Sentinel, boy, they always come up with great names, Sentinel. I said, wow, they should call it Operation Backrub, you know, to calm Americans down the way you calm down a child who wakes up in the middle of the night having a case of night terrors, you know. You rub their back, you tell them everything is okay, maybe you serve them some more milk, and you hope they're going to go back to sleep so you can go back to sleep. If Biden really wants to address human trafficking, he's got to go and reverse what he's doing on interior enforcement. He needs to build, finish the wall during his address to Congress. We're going to put technology on the border. Technology without agents don't work. And when aliens can go to a Border Patrol agent and say, political asylum, and now everything stops and they don't get removed because they can come here and wait to see a judge, which may not be for years. Wow. The system is being set up to fail. And as I've pointed it out in other articles, this is an immigration delivery system. 
And let me let you in on a little secret. The way you make a smuggling case, I know I was part of the anti-smuggling unit in New York City. You arrest illegal aliens who are smuggled into the United States. That's how you do it. And then you offer them the opportunity to stay here, perhaps temporarily in the beginning, give them permission to work, and they help you by identifying the people who brought them here, the people who run the safe house. And if the work they do is really extraordinary, we can give them visas. They can bring their families here, strong incentive. And then they identify the bad guys, but it starts with arresting the aliens who were smuggled. When you can't arrest the smuggled aliens, how are you going to know who the smugglers are? And how will you get aliens to cooperate when what you're offering them they're getting for free from Biden anyway? You can be here illegally. Don't worry about it. And if you go to a sanctuary city, they'll do everything they can for you, give you things they probably wouldn't give a lawful immigrant or even an American citizen. All this does is help the cartels and help the smugglers. We're going to have DEA and the FBI and immigration and Border Patrol. Everyone's going to work together to do what? We need to go after the people they smuggled so they could be the witnesses against them. And when you make it clear that anybody who's here illegally can stay here, why would anybody cooperate? And why don't you turn off the magnet that's attracting so many people to the cartels and the human trafficking organizations in the first place. This is crazy. So what we really have here is a magic act. Biden, as far as I'm concerned, creating the illusion we're going to go after human traffickers, but we're going to still have all these incentives for aliens to come here. Because if they prosecute the smuggler, the aliens who got smuggled have nothing to do with that. Understand the problem. And we've been seeing this charade play out for decades by both parties. We'll give you a new law, but we won't give you agents to enforce the standing law that's on the books that would work just fine as it is. So how is that going to work out? How will that indeed help us? And I'll tell you what the answer is. It doesn't help us. And then I just happened to see an article or an email that I got, which is really amazing. Um, There's a group that's supposedly pro-immigrant. They're really pro-anarchy. And and they send me this thing, and it's it's sent to me. I love when they put my name on something. Michael, the Biden administration just made it easier for immigrants everywhere to access the judicial system. For years, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, has been notorious for arresting immigrants when they showed up for court. That's right. Even when immigrants were victims of a crime, they had to worry about being harassed and arrested by ICE agents at the courthouse. Now, after a significant pushback from activists and local leaders, the Biden administration is limiting who can be arrested at a courthouse. Prosecutors argue that the old policy makes it less likely that immigrants will seek justice. Queens County Prosecutor G. Wan Cha said of an undocumented person unwilling to testify that she informed me she no longer wished to cooperate with the investigation because she was terrified that she would be arrested by ICE if she went to the courthouse to testify. What they're not telling you is that an illegal alien who testifies against a criminal can be granted a visa. Why didn't they tell her that? Think about that. If you're an illegal alien, and you're the victim of a crime, you could get a visa if you go to the police and say, I want to tell you who who robbed me, who raped me, who beat me. And we can give them visas, and we do. And I can tell you as an agent, yes, I arrested many aliens in courthouses because they were being arraigned because they were the criminals. And in some cases, we made deals with the prosecutors. There was one guy that we were charging with illegal reentry. I had arrested him several times before. He was a Jamaican drug dealer, and he showed up. And they were going to put him in jail for a couple of months, and I said to the prosecutor before we went into the courtroom, I could take this guy off your hands. He's looking at a few years in jail for unlawful reentry. You want to do that? Because my concern was if he got into the system, and back then they were honoring detainers, not like today. 
But if I take custody of him right now, I can bring him across the street first thing in the morning, and we'll have him arraigned and charged with reentry. We'll probably get a few years in jail, and then we can deport him. I'm just concerned that if you put him in for a couple of months, he gets lost in the system. He'll be back out on the street. This guy was dangerous. He was involved in shootings and involved with narcotics. And the prosecutor said, okay, you got a deal. So when the guy went for arraignment, and he gave a fake name, by the way, I was sitting right behind him in the courtroom. It was kind of funny, and I started to clear my throat very loudly, and he turned around and saw me and turned back to the judge and said, Your Honor, that's not my real name, and I'm not really from the Virgin Islands. I'm not really an American citizen. I'm from Jamaica, and I'll tell you my real name. And the judge said, Mr. Whoever you are, the guy behind him, meaning me, could you please approach the bench and tell me what mystical power you have over the defendant? So I explained to the judge that I'm an immigration agent and that I had arrested this guy at least two or three times before and that he'd been deported twice before. So the judge gave him what's known as an ACD, acquitted contemplating dismissal. I put handcuffs on him, and we took him out of the courtroom. Next morning, first thing in the morning, we brought him over to federal court. We had him arraigned, charged with illegal reentry. He served a couple of years in jail, and we deported him. Yes, I arrested him in a courthouse. How terrible. We weren't looking to arrest the victims of crimes. This is the garbage, the lies, the propaganda that's being spewed. The agents are going into hospitals and taking women who've been raped and handcuffing them. I don't know anybody who's ever done that. That's just not the way it works. And and so um, you have to understand the situation that we're up against. So many fake stories. And and we don't hear anybody countering them. Therein lies the problem. When you have people making these terrible statements, people think, my God, those ICE agents are crazy. They're the enemy. I'm here to tell you that the ICE agents aren't the enemy. And if that woman was a witness to a crime, and if the local prosecutor had worked with ICE, they could have gotten that woman a visa. Certainly no one's going to look to prosecute her for... Or, or, or administratively remove her from the United States. That's a bald-faced lie. Never happens. But it takes cooperation. If the prosecutors had come to immigration and said, you know what, this woman is scared to death, she knows who committed a terrible crime, what can you do to help us? We would have helped. I've gotten calls like that when I was an agent, and we always help. Why in the world would you deport a woman who's a victim of a crime? Now that you're down on the ground, let me kick you in the teeth. Really? This is madness. But we see this garbage all of the time, and it it has to stop. And we need to confront the lies. We need people to understand that that's not how the system works. When we went into the courthouse, it was because the person was a defendant in a case. And the advantage to arresting somebody in a courthouse is they go through a metal detector. Many of these people had long criminal histories. So we would arrest them in the courthouse because they went through the metal detector. So we knew that we were not dealing with somebody with a gun or a knife. Same thing working with the um, probation officers. When they go into probation, we sometimes worked it out where we would take custody of someone so we could prosecute them for reentry or deport them or both. And again, Going into probation, you go through a metal detector. It's about being safe. It's about pe- taking people off the street who pose a threat. But we get this, this email. You've got to help us because ICE is deporting victims of crime. That's not what they do. And, and I cannot tell you how infuriating it is when I see something like this. And, and so I, I got this email about 10 minutes before I went on the air today. And I said, wow, I have to talk about it. I really have to talk about it. Because this is the kind of nonsense that is being spewed by the politicians and by the open borders anarchists. Stop ICE from deporting victims of crime. Are you serious? The reason for going into the courthouse is to take dangerous people off the streets so they don't hurt more people. And then when Biden says, well, You can't arrest anyone if you're an ICE agent unless he has a serious criminal history and you have a warrant. 
Well, think about this. So we're going to wait for a gang member to rob and rape and kill and shoot and stab and sell drugs, and then he's got a serious criminal history, and now there are people in the morgue or people in the ER because of him. So now we can go after him because he finally committed some violent crimes. Does this make any sense to anybody? Why in the world would you not want to take people who are here illegally and deport them? And one of the things we used to do with the police, we would work with public morals. They would raise house, raid houses of prostitution or illegal gambling houses, whether it was in Chinatown or Little Italy. This isn't about one race or religion. Italians, if you remember, are white. Uh, we're not talking. Understand what we're talking about. And we had the Italian mob doing things, and we would break up some of these gambling houses. We would help to end prostitution because we would start to raid these houses that the illegal aliens would go to. So after a while, they realized that they were running the risk of being deported if they went to a house of prostitution, so they stopped going. And very often, some of these houses catered to illegal aliens, and they were smuggling women and frequently against their will to work in those brothels. So by working with the cops and arresting the illegal aliens and dropping detainers on these women who were prostitutes, we were doing a a good job of shutting down the brothels. And sometimes the women would say, and by the way, do you want to know how I got here? Because I was forced to come here. I don't want to be here. The guy brought me here because I thought I was going to work at a restaurant. I thought I was going to be a babysitter, and they took my passport. And this didn't just happen from Latin America. We saw it happening in Eastern Europe. It happens with every culture because human nature is human nature. So by working with the police, we could go after the human traffickers by arresting the illegal aliens who were frequenting the brothels and finding out from the women who brought them here. That's how you conduct an investigation, folks. I know I did that job. I did it for 26 years. So we hear this nonsense. We're only going to arrest people if they're a threat to national security. How do you know who's a threat to national security? Sleeper agents don't show up on watch lists as a rule. That's why they're called sleepers. There are aliens that are on watch lists who are known terrorists. But frequently they use false identities. The 9-11 hijackers and the aggregate use more than 360 false names. Watch lists. Terror watch lists. Okay. We do catch some that way. But there are many terrorists who are on no watch list, and you find out about them when, the, when something goes kaboom. So if you're here illegally, if you committed visa fraud, it's called randomness. You know, if we enforce the laws, by dumb luck, you're going to trip over things. And sometimes you're going to find things out by arresting people. The guy's going to say, let's make a deal. I've got information for you. Or you arrest them and you see phone numbers that look familiar or a business card or something that tips you off and you say, well, there's more to this guy than meets the eye. And you dig deeper. That's why we call them investigations. But when immigration agents are told, don't arrest anybody unless you have a specific warrant for a specific person and he has to be a serious criminal, then what are we doing? We're telling people, run the border and there's no consequence. Because once you get past the border, you're home free. When someone robs the bank, they don't tell the cops, you either arrest them at the bank or you can't stop them. It doesn't make sense. We send people from one state to the other. They extradite them. The guy does a bank robbery in Texas. He goes to Oklahoma. Oklahoma sends him back to Texas to stand trial for bank robbery. They don't say, gee whiz, you got past the border of Texas. You're home free. What we're doing right now incentivizes crime. And I want you to think about something else. And this is really important also. Um, you got one opportunity for a first impression. And I made that point at, at a couple of my very early hearings before Congress. What impression are we giving the world right now about America? The land of opportunity? For whom? Criminals? Who's going to come here? We have neighbors where I live who are from Russia. And one of them just told my wife earlier today, you know, I have two children here. I thought America was a wonderful country. We came 20 years ago, 18 years ago, whenever it was. We don't like what it's turned into. We're thinking about going back to Russia, and many of our friends have. You know what? I don't blame her. I don't blame her. 
The congestion in New York is beyond beyond. What should be a 15-minute drive now takes an hour and a half of bumper-to-bumper, three-mile-an-hour traffic. And when I hear this 11 million number, it's pathetic. By now, the numbers must be 30, 35, 40 million. We have no idea. We're clueless. So many people that you cannot interview them and you cannot do field investigations. It's ridiculous. This is Lucy at the bonbon factory on steroids. So you have criminals coming here. You have fugitives coming here. You have terrorists coming here. We're bringing in more workers and the number of new jobs we're creating. And Joe Biden wants to give people that have temporary protected status a path to citizenship. Temporary protected. And I address all this in that article that's going to be coming out, by the way, Tuesday, as I was now told by my editor at the American Conservative. Please check it out, and I'll put a link to my article next week on the program. But please understand the point. We give people temporary protected status because their home country is suffering a crisis, a tsunami, an earthquake, a volcano, a revolution, a hurricane, whatever. And we say, okay, Your country is in bad shape. We're not going to send you back to a place that's not safe. You can stay here. And we especially do it with children and the elderly and women and so forth. But here's something I want you to think about. Many times the people that get temporary protected status are are construction workers. Now, wait a minute. If a country just suffered a catastrophe, buildings have been demolished, who do they need more than anything in those countries? Construction workers. So we allow the construction workers to build houses in New York or Chicago or or Philadelphia. Yeah, pick a place. Shouldn't they be home? If they could build a house in New York York or or some other place in America or put a roof on a house or or rewire the electrical um, system for a house, couldn't they be doing it? And shouldn't they be doing that work in their own country so they could make those cities habitable again? Why are we giving temporary protected status to people whose services are needed in their own country? And this goes on for years. The hurricane happened five years ago, but you can still stay. It's okay, no problem. And now a path to citizenship. And then Biden says, and you know what? The people that put food on our table, the farm workers, they need a path to citizenship. Why? They're illegal aliens. They were working illegally. They were being exploited, which is terrible. But you know what's remarkable is we allow the aliens who work illegally to get their money and take the money home. As an American, if you engage in criminal activity to get money, you launder money, you engage in stock fraud, you sell narcotics, whatever it is you're doing, the government comes along and seizes your money because it was ill-gotten. You violated the law to amass that wealth, we're taking it. Illegal aliens are working illegally. They're taking a job that should go to an American or a lawful immigrant. And we say, oh, take the money home with you. And I I feel bad for these people, you know, but just understand the point. But that doesn't go far enough for Biden. He says, and on top of it, we'll give you citizenship. Now, here's the other problem. And we saw this with the 9-11 Commission. Aliens may claim to work on the farms, but they don't. Again, there's too many to do interviews. But they'll just say, I worked on a farm. Oh, okay. Here's your, here's your amnesty. This nonsense went on with the Reagan amnesty of 1986, the Immigration Reform and Control Act. The same exact thing happened. In fact, one of those farm workers is a guy by the name of Mahmoud Abu Alim. I believe he was from Pakistan, but don't hold me to it. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was Pakistani. Might have been Saudi. But the point of the matter was, he claimed he worked on a farm, but he never did. But because he made the claim... We gave him amnesty, and he was one of the people involved with the bombing in the World Trade Center in 1993. The only thing this guy ever planted was a bomb in the garage of the Trade Center. What are we doing? This makes no sense. It's like every sentence has the same punchline, and so we gave them a path to citizenship. Why? Then they talk about family reunification. These poor people are here. They miss their families. We had a solution to that when I was an agent. You know what the solution was? We sent them back home to be with their families. Family reunification doesn't mean you come illegally and now you can bring your family here. Why are we bothering spending billions of dollars a year on visas at State Department 
when you don't need a visa to come here. You only have to lie about working on a farm or, or, or needing political asylum or some other story. And you're home free. So what's the point to the visa process when anybody can come here with any BS excuse? And again, what's the message to the world? Americans are stupid, and the country is corrupt, and pretty soon decent people are not going to want to come to America. America will become a refuge for fugitives. That's where we're headed, folks. Let's be honest about the situation. We're going to wind up where no one's going to want to come to America unless you're on the lam or you're a criminal. Why would any decent person want to come to a country that's ruled by bedlam? Why? Who are we going to attract? Come to America. It's remarkable. Mayor de Blasio just said that he's going to give a free vaccine to anybody who wants to come to New York so we can encourage tourism. Well, that's fine, but people don't want to come to a city when we have people being thrown on the railroad tracks or the subway tracks by thugs. We just had a case like that two weeks ago where an undercover police officer, he happened to be Asian-American because we have a problem with Asians being attacked, which is really sad, very upsetting. It shouldn't be happening. Maybe it happens when you start this race thing, you know, white privilege, whites are bad, this is bad, that's bad. You unleash the genie of racism because this is, in my judgment, a version of racism. Everyone should be held accountable, not for their skin color, not for their religion, not for their ethnicity, but for who they are and what they do or don't do. Wasn't that what Martin Luther King talked about? Not the color of the skin, but the quality of their heart or their soul, however he had put it. It was brilliant, and he was right. I agree with it 100%. You can't make someone accountable because they have the, quote, wrong skin. I'm going to go to the store and get my skin changed. Really? Can you do that? Are we kidding ourselves? So this cop, who was a decoy, actually got thrown on the subway tracks. Thankfully, he wasn't hurt badly. I think he was hurt, though. And they bring this guy into court, and the judge said to him, you should go to jail, but I'm not allowed to put you in jail under the current bail law. I have to release you. And the guy laughed because he had like 13 or 14 prior arrests. And he said to the judge, I'm having so much fun. I'll be back again. This is terrific. I'm going to go out and see who I can attack again. There were reporters there reporting on this. You throw a cop on the subway tracks in New York and you walk out of the courthouse? Who would want to come here? Forget about a COVID shot. Why would you come to New York and run the risk of getting thrown on the tracks by a thug who probably did it five times before? I want someone to explain to me how any of this makes sense to anybody. And so we get this BS, ICE agents are locking up victims of crime, and that's why they don't want to testify. We provide visas for the witnesses to crime who come forward. Why wasn't that woman that they're talking about informed about that fact? Why didn't they say to her, don't worry about it, in fact, we can get ICE to give you a visa so you have nothing to fear from now on. Could have been done. But instead I get an email. Help us fight ICE locking up and deporting the victims of crime. I don't know how much worse than that it could possibly get. If we're going to have a debate about the issues, ladies and gentlemen, and let's base it on facts, otherwise what's the point? The other side makes it up as they go along. ICE agents deporting victims of crime, looking for them in the courthouse. It's astonishing. It leaves me speechless. It leaves me infuriated. Cuomo has referred to ICE agents as thugs. How are ICE agents thugs? They risk their lives to arrest drug dealers, terrorists, money launderers, child molesters, rapists. They're there protecting American lives and American jobs. And the politicians call them thugs. Where is any of this going to lead us if we don't bring it to a screeching halt? This is crazy stuff. I don't know of anybody who would ever want to arrest the victim of a crime. I really don't. 
The people I worked with would never have done it. But they come up with these stories, and the average person says, wow, these are evil people. They're like the Nazis, and they compare the ICE agents to Nazis. I was compared to a, a Nazi. And, and this one guy, he was a mayor of a town in New Jersey, and I was over at SEIU, you know, the, 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 um, the, the uh, union, and this guy said, oh, the ICE agent, he's jackbooted. I don't even own a pair of jackboots. I don't even know what jackboots look like, but you hear all the jackbooted, 3 o'clock in the morning, break into a house and rip a baby out of the mother's arms at 3 o'clock in the morning, okay? You may not know this, but to enter a private house between the hours of 10 o'clock at night and 6 o'clock in the morning, you need to get a special warrant. Sometimes you can make it up to 11 o'clock at night, but certainly after that, that's the cutoff. If you need to go in at 3 a.m., you need a special nighttime warrant where you can show the judge extenuating circumstances. Usually it's because people's lives are at stake. We need a warrant because there's a guy in there, and he's got a gun, and he's already killed people, and we have him on tape saying he's going to kill more people tonight. Well, you get a warrant to go in whenever because you want to save lives. I've been involved with no more than two such warrants in 26 years. But here's this, this mayor, three in the morning, ripping babies out of the mother's arms. Sure thing. We specialize in that. They, they give a class on that at the academy, how to use a crowbar to separate the baby from the mother. I mean, think about this. Think this, about these despicable statements. And after this debate, I bumped into him in the hallway. He was with his wife. And I said, you're from a small town, aren't you? He said, yes. I said, you know, in New York, being a mayor is a full-time job. In these little towns, mayors are part-time jobs. What do you do for a living? It turned out that he was a landscaper, you know, the guy that had people mowing lawns and trimming bushes. Well, guess who he was probably hiring? Illegal aliens. And I asked him if he had ever been investigated by immigration authorities, and he said he didn't want to answer that question. So you come to your own conclusion. But he's on that stage breathlessly talking about jackbooted agents crashing through doors at 3 o'clock in the morning to rip a baby out of his mother's arms. If an agent did that, the agent would be prosecuted, folks. I know what the restrictions were. I was an agent, and I never ran afoul of those restrictions, nor did anybody else I know. We took those restrictions extremely seriously. But these are the lies, this is the propaganda, these are the falsehoods, and guess what the result is? People make presumptions that we're these terrible individuals who are out there doing harm to the, quote, immigrant community. The most likely victims of the crimes perpetrated by illegal aliens are, in point of fact, the members of the immigrant community, because that's where the thugs live. Not just from Latin America, whether it's the Russian mob, Asian organized crime, the Jamaican drug posses, the Italian mob, they live within those communities, and that's who they victimize. And when they're transnational, it means that they have people back in the home country where they could threaten family members if these people cooperate with the police and so forth. But instead, you have the lie that the victims of the crimes are the ones being hunted down in the courthouse. No, it's the criminals that we want to get our hands on. And criminals do occasionally show up in court. And that's when you, you have the opportunity. But again, the truth has nothing to do with the propaganda that's being spewed. <clears throat> there is no honest conversation anymore. It's all propaganda 24-7. And I can tell you that I've gone to parties where people have said to me, I heard that those immigration agents are arresting rape victims. I said, yeah, we specialize in that. I mean, what could you possibly say? And Biden talks about a task force to go after the human traffickers. Well, all of the policies that attracted all these people to go to the traffickers are still in place. And sanctuary cities do everything they can to shield the illegal aliens from detection. These are the witnesses that we need to make the case against the traffickers. Censorship is a very dangerous thing. I was, I was just watching this segment on, on Fox earlier today, how Facebook, which has banished former President Trump, 
Facebook is allowing the human traffickers to advertise their services. I mean, think about that. Facebook advertising services. What am I supposed to say about this? According to 8 U.S. 8 U.S.C. Um, 1324, the, the harboring statute, anybody who aids, abets, induces, encourages, harbors, or shields illegal aliens from detection or encourages them to remain illegally in the United States is committing a felony. I think we just described what sanctuary cities do. We, we actually are describing what the Biden administration is doing. There's no compassion to a failure to enforce these laws. There's no compassion here. And nobody talks about the outcome for people who lose their jobs or, God forbid, lose their lives to people who shouldn't be here. That's what's so damn frustrating. We keep hearing about compassion, but no one talks about the victims of the crimes committed by criminal aliens, MS-13 or any other group. No one's talking about the drugs. No one's talking about the people who are unemployed, about the fact that real estate prices have gone through the roof because you have too few houses being chased by too many people. So it's certainly a seller's market. Houses are so ridiculously expensive that you have more and more homelessness. Nobody talks about the homelessness. All that we hear about is how unfair it is that we're actually deporting people back to their home country. Imagine that. Foreign nationals do not have an inherent right to walk into any country. It's an international law. And, in fact, they made this distinction when I was an inspector at the beginning of my career. It was part of our training. Everyone who walks into a port of entry is inspected. However, as soon as you, the inspector, determine that the person is an American citizen, the inspection is now referred to as an examination of the documents. Why? Because in an inspection, you could deny entry to an alien. You cannot ever, ever deny entry to a citizen. And that's why we make the distinction. Once you become convinced, as that inspector in that booth, that that person standing in front of you is an American citizen, you may not say you can't come in. Now, we can hold them for the law enforcement agencies, which I did. That does happen. But goodness gracious. But what we're being told in the media, by the politicians, by the reporters, by these stories, by these special interest groups, ICE agents are thugs. We're doing terrible harm to the immigrants. And by the way, uh, we don't arrest and deport immigrants unless they're convicted of crimes. If they're truly an immigrant, they have a green card, they're here for the rest of their lives, unless they become convicted of criminal activity or they abandon their domicile. That's the only two ways that they would not be allowed into the country. We're talking about illegal aliens. But when you refuse to use accurate language, what you're really doing is undermining the credibility of the lawful immigrant who's done everything he or she is supposed to do to follow the law, come into the country, and hopefully at some point decide to become an American citizen. Not, they're not compelled, but that then becomes an option for them. But if you're not willing to make that distinction between illegal alien uh, and immigrant, well, it's not fair to the immigrant, Okay. I'll give you a little bit of clarity. The difference between an immigrant and an illegal alien is comparable to the difference between a house guest and a burglar. But the nonsense that we keep hearing is that the ICE agents are terrible, that you lack compassion if you don't want everyone to stay here, never mind if uh, they're taking jobs Americans need, never mind if it leads to more homelessness, never mind if it leads to over overwhelmed schools. And you have people in school who can't speak, read, or write English, so we're spending more and more time and more and more resources on English as a second language. In fact, back in 2006, I believe it was, the Congressional Budget Office did a study that found that it costs 20 to 40 percent more to educate kids who aren't fluent in the English language. And Biden's amnesty, and I've written about it, and it's going to be in this article Tuesday, The American Conservative, Biden is talking about, you know, 11 million getting legalized, and as I mentioned earlier, it could be 30 million. 40, we have no idea what the numbers are. They could all lie about when they got here. There's no way of proving it. And the adjudicator, by the way, 
um, can easily approve an application in 15 or 20 minutes but needs days or, or longer to deny one. And if they tell you clear the backlog, uh, which Alejandro Mayorkas was famous for doing, telling people get to yes or else, approve it, get that rubber stamp out. So let's say it's $25 million, but they all bring in their children. We could be looking at an influx of 100 million kids. What would that do to the schools? And I wrote about this, and someone said, well, you know, Cutler's getting this wrong because there's not that many children in Mexico. There's not that many children in El Salvador. Do you think it's only from Mexico or El Salvador or Guatemala? We have people from all over the world running the border with Mexico, running the border with Canada, stowing away on ships. No one's talking about that. Biden mentioned the overstay visas during his address to Congress. More than half were overstays. Well, they use the word overstay. I don't care how long they stay, really. That's not the issue. The issue is when they overstay, it's generally because they're working here illegally, so they're taking a job. And then you have the governors of, of these um, sanctuary states say, we have to give these people driver's licenses. How are they going to get to work? They're not supposed to be working. That's why there's such a thing as a tourist visa, so that you come here without working because you're not supposed to take a job that would be harmful to Americans. Think about that. Think about that. They need a license so they can go to the job. But they've taken a job that they shouldn't have. And how many times do you see businesses complaining when Trump was in the president, oh, he's cracking down and I can't get anyone to work for me. Now I've got to pay $18 an hour. I couldn't get anybody now. Okay, it's called a living wage. And that's why the Democrats used to be strong supporters of border security, because they understood the impact that foreign workers have on wages and jobs for Americans. But now the Democrats are, you know, partnered with the Republicans, and everyone wants cheap labor. Everyone wants cheap labor. So you kill the middle class, and then what happens, folks? You kill the tax base and you spend more money on English as a second language than early intervention courses for American children and lawful immigrant children who have learning disabilities. My own son, fabulously successful because of early intervention. He has autism, but because of early intervention, he graduated with honors. He's a mechanical engineer, and he has an incredible career. He's on a business trip right now, in fact. So please understand, we're undermining Americans. And if you dare stand up and say, wait, this doesn't make sense, you're going to be accused of being a xenophobe and a hater and a racist and a bigot. And maybe worse, if there is worse. And then if you want to talk about civil rights and immigration, one of the ways that civil rights legislation sought to undo the damage that was done by bigotry and segregation in America was Equal Employment Opportunities, EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, that you cannot discriminate against people. The whole idea is if you have a good job, you know, living well is the best reward, I guess, the best revenge, what do you want to call it? So when you flood America with foreign workers, Americans of every color are losing out. And people say, well, this is a civil rights issue. No, it is. You're destroying opportunities for American minorities by hiring people who shouldn't be here. But you're not going to hear that on the evening news either. Illegal aliens are not entitled to civil rights. They're entitled to human rights. They're entitled to due process. And I've had idiots say to me, due process, if they're here illegally, put them in jail for whatever crime you want. No, that's wrong. It's not justice. That's vigilanteism. And furthermore, once you put someone in jail for a crime, law enforcement is going to stop looking for the guy that really committed the crime. So if you make it easier to prosecute an illegal alien than a citizen or a lawful immigrant, lazy prosecutors might decide, hey, I can hang every crime on an illegal alien. It's less work. I get more cases done, and everyone thinks I'm a hero. Now, that's not what justice is about, and it doesn't serve anybody's purpose. So certainly, illegal aliens are entitled to human rights, and they're entitled to due process, okay? Civil rights means being a full participant in a society. How in the world should someone who shouldn't be here be made a full participant in a society where he doesn't belong here? A guy breaks into your house, 
He has the right now to tell you what food to serve him. Are you out of your mind? But that's what we're doing. If you stop and think about the words and the messaging and the lies and the propaganda and the Orwellian newspeak, you realize this whole thing is a con job. It's a con job. And the antidote to con jobs is the truth. And that's why it's really critically important that you sit down with your neighbors or you email them or you call them up, you communicate with them, and you say, gee whiz, we're being played for fools. We're being played for fools. And don't let anybody intimidate you and say that somehow you're anti-immigrant if you think that gang members should be deported, if you believe that Americans shouldn't be losing their jobs to foreign workers. There's nothing wrong with that position. Nothing at all. But in this era of newspeak and censorship, it terrifies me. There's a wonderful song, The House I Live In, that Frank Sinatra and other singers have sung. It's one of my favorite songs. And one of the lines in the song is, what is America to me? And they make two points. First of all, forget about the buildings and the mountains. America is its people. As diverse as we are, we're all Americans. That's what unites us. And one of the other stanzas in that song, What is America to Me? The right to speak your mind out. That's America to me. Try speaking your mind out today, ladies and gentlemen, and see where that gets you. The right to speak your mind out. If Frank Sinatra were alive today and saw what was going on, I think he'd go nuts. It makes me nuts. We're afraid to tell people what we really think about anything. The cancel culture, canceling our freedom. But part of the reason this is happening is because of corporate greed, rampant greed that has too many Americans believing that the system doesn't work and they think the system is capitalism. The reality, folks, this isn't capitalism. This is corporate welfare at its worst. I had an argument with a radio talk show host, a conservative, who said to me, in America, we have capitalism, you're guaranteed opportunity, but not outcome. I said, when you import more workers and the number of new jobs, you're not guaranteed opportunity. And I said, there's two words that prove there is a guarantee of outcome. He said, that's not possible. Well, the two words, folks, think what they are. Golden parachute. Corporate executives screw their companies into the ground and they walk out the door with millions, sometimes tens of millions of dollars, but the people who lose their jobs because of this, who work their tails off and came to work early and gave up lunch and stayed two hours late without getting paid to do a good job, they lose their job and they're escorted out of the building by an armed security guard who makes certain they don't take a pen or, God forbid, a stapler with the company logo on it. So that kind of greed and the destruction of wages and opportunities for America's middle-class workers has all too many Americans thinking that maybe socialism is the solution. Be rest assured, socialism is not the solution. What is the solution is a return to true capitalism and a return to true democracy. That's what's really needed, the opportunity to do well and not have the government running interference by importing an army of foreign workers to displace American workers. At least that's what I believe, and I'm not afraid to speak my mind out. We need to have the courage to say things that we believe, calmly, rationally, fact-based. I hope my articles at the the Front Page magazine, I've got articles all over there. I've been writing for them for, gosh, Uh, over six or seven years, and I'm now writing also for the American Conservative. Please send the links of those articles to your friends. Also, provide them with the link to the podcast of my program. We have got to get people to start thinking again, and we've got to get people to start speaking with one another again. Please remember, as I always like to remind you, democracy is not a spectator sport. Sorry about the laryngitis early on, but Whatever it was seems to have gone away, fortunately, with the weekend coming. I'm a happy man. Um, Please join me again next week right here at the Michael Cutler Hour. I hope you all have a happy, safe, and uh, healthy weekend. Take care, everybody. See you next week.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.